Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast here with Rochelle Smith. She's the producer of this podcast. And we've got Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. And today he took an extra 10 minutes to get comfortable. You good? You you locked and loaded, ready to go? I'm good, Molly. I was trying to help you out because you keep complaining. I move <laughs> my chair and it starts to squeak and you feel like it gets in the mic. And so I changed chairs and maybe this one's a little bit better. I just really wish we had a video camera in here to watch so everyone could watch you like move chairs as Molly's trying to do an open and then also you look like you're trying to leave. Well, that's a little foreshadowing, isn't it? Michelle? Because <laughs> starting second quarter of 2023, we're going to have have a video camera, right? Ah, we are. We just set a deadline. I think it's happening. I think you set a deadline. <laughs> Everyone can watch you play a solo game of musical chairs. Yes, entertainment for everybody. <laughs> well, entertainment is great, and so is information. So I'm going to say something that, yeah, you might not find that entertaining. It's a tongue-in-cheek phrase, but we're kind of titling this podcast, You Can Thank Inflation for These 2023 Changes. So, Laura, no one's really thanking inflation for anything. Nobody's really happy about inflation because every time we go to fill up at the pump, it costs us more. We we go to the grocery store and we put all the food in our cart. We go check out and we're like, wow, that was a lot more expensive than what it was 12 months ago. Uh, but there are some ancillary benefits that we will realize due to inflation. And we're going to talk about some of those here on this podcast. And uh, that way we can go into the new year and not think about all the all the bad things that are taking place. We can think about some of the good things as a result of increased inflation. Yeah, I love the optimism. And it's uh, also going to trickle into the government, right? Here's what we're going to talk about government. I know people have feelings. I hear you. I, wherever you stand, I'm sure you have something to say about the government. But What's been surprising for me to learn over the years is how much the government really does regulate what you can and cannot do in retirement. Most people probably really don't notice how the legislation impacts what you can save from a retirement standpoint. Uh, we're going to talk about that. That has a lot to do with some of the changes that we're, we're going to discuss uh, on this podcast. Uh, they will impact a lot of things because they set up the program rules. They set up all the rules around the 401k plans, the 403b plans, 457. They set up the, the rules around the IRAs. Really, all of those retirement savings vehicles have numerous legislation pieces to it. It's just we don't get to see that all the time. But if you're working with an advisor uh, or you're doing this self, your advisor has to know these rules or you have to know these rules and hopefully a combination at least uh, have a working knowledge of what these rules are to make sure you can take advantage of it uh, fully to make sure you can have the best retirement you can. Okay, let's keep the optimism optimism train going then. We're thanking inflation and we can, I guess, thank the government as well because get to like make a little bit more money in 2023 and maybe pay a little less taxes. Yes, and that's because the income that you make to determine what tax rate you're going to pay is increasing. And just a quick example uh, in be, as we compare 2022 versus 2023, you can make roughly about $6,000 more and still stay in the same tax bracket. So as an example, the 22% tax bracket, roughly somewhere around 89, somewhere around 41 to $89,000, you're going to pay 22%. If you file single, you can make $6,000 more and still stay in that 22% tax bracket. So that's not too bad, right? 
Yeah. Okay. I'll but thank the government there, there for that. Are, there are a lot of people who are getting more of a raise this year because of increased inflation. If corporations can afford it, uh, there is a lot more pressure on our individual wallets. So they're trying to give a little bit higher uh, increases this year. And if you're one of those lucky recipients to get a higher increase, that this will definitely benefit you because you can make more money and still stay in the same or very similar tax bracket. Something else that determines how much you pay in taxes is uh, how much you deduct from your income. Standard deductions are changing. Uh, yeah, it's also increasing. So 90% of us now file a standard deduction. That was a change coming off the 2016 tax change. Uh, instead of itemizing our deductions, at adding up all of our deductions to uh, come up with our final deduction number, basically 90% will file a standard deduction. If you file single, that's going to increase $900 this year. If you file married, it's going to increase $1,800. So that's an extra $900 or $1,800 of income you can receive, you do not pay any federal tax on. So if you're single, that is going to increase your total standard deduction to $13,850. So that's $13,850 of income you can make and not have to pay any federal tax on. If you're married, it's going to increase to $27,700. Now there's also uh, an additional deduction added on to those numbers. If you are age 65 or older, or you're legally blind. And that's an extra $1,500 per filer. So if you're single, extra $1,500 on top of that. If you're married and you're both age 65 or older or both legally blind, then it's an extra $3,000 on top of that. You do not have to pay federal taxes on. Do you find that most people are doing the standard deduct because if they itemize, they just couldn't get over that standard deduction number? Is it that simple? Yeah, that's the key. I mean, let's say let's say your standard deduction filing married is twenty seven thousand seven hundred. You would have to come up with deductions. If you add them up, that would have to exceed twenty seven thousand seven hundred dollars, and most people just can't come up with that, so they take the they take the standard deduction. Okay, let's talk about the IRS. Hey, have you oh. written, written a thank you to them lately? I mean, I haven't. What, Rochelle? Get- Maybe we should take five minutes today and all write a thank you to them. <laughs> That's a resolution for 2023. You want to know why? You could thank the IRS, possibly. They're going to let you contribute more money to your 401k in 2023. This is really exciting because uh, one of the restrictions, and this goes all the way back to when 401ks and IRAs began, is you're always restricted as far as how much money you can contribute. And the 401ks, the IRAs, those are the most tax advantageous retirement savings vehicles for you. But once you get to that limit, then you have to start being creative and looking for other investment options to continue to pile money into for your retirement. So this year, your 401k contribution limit has increased a full $2,000 up to $22,500. Yeah. And typically I was reading that they sometimes don't change that increase at all. And maybe they've done $500 in the past. This is actually the largest increase I think since the inception of the 401k. Yeah. Sometimes we get zero increase and uh, it's not uncommon to get just $500 increase. So a $2,000 increase, that's a monster compared to what we typically do see. And that's if that's, 22,500 for people who are under the age of 50. If you are age 50 and older, there's also a catch-up contribution that also increased this year to 7,500. So you have a total contribution limit if you're 50 and older to $30,000 in the 401k. 
Okay, so somebody looking at that and they're trying to make this decision about maxing out the 401k versus, I don't know, an IRA or maybe a brokerage account or something like that. How do you help people decide what they should do? Well, we take a look at what your overall capacity to contribute to a retirement savings is. So if you're 50 and older, you can contribute 30,000. Can you contribute more than that? If so, we'll devise a plan to say, here's where your first $30,000 should go. And then anything excess over that, here's where that money should go. We also look at your ability to contribute to the IRAs. Now, everybody has the ability to, to contribute to a traditional IRA. The question is, is can you deduct it or not? And there's qualifiers that go around uh, the traditional IRA and answer the question whether or not you can dedu deduct it. Uh, also, we need to answer the question, can you contribute to a Roth IRA? And there's income restrictions around uh, whether or not you can contribute to the Roth. So we look at all of those variables. In addition to those variables, we look at, is, does your employer contribute to your 401k plan? Meaning, are they giving you a match if you contribute to your 401k plan? Because not all employers do. But if your employer does, and this is the first place we look to answer that overall question, what do you do? If your employer does contribute to your 401k plan, we want to take advantage of that free money. So if they're contributing... 100%, if they're matching 100% up to your first 6% of contribution, then you want to at least contribute 6% to the 401k plan. And then it's not, it's not a bad idea then to look outside of the 401k plan. And if making a contribution to a Roth from a tax standpoint makes sense to you and your income is at the level where you can contribute to a Roth IRA, then contributing to the Roth IRA. And if you're 50 and older for 2023, your max contribution limit is 7,500. If you're under 50, your max contribution limit is 6,500. So staying with the example, if you're over 50, you can contribute the first 6% to get the free money from your 401k plan. Then you can tr contribute 7,500 to your Roth IRA. And then if you want to be able to contribute more, then you go back to your 401k plan. And then you, the maximum you can contribute to, to that is 30,000. So if your total contribution limit is 40,000, you would max out your 401k plan. And you, then you would max out your Roth. And then we can look at a brokerage account or some other type of investment vehicle for the excess. If your total contribution limit is 20,000, then take the free money from the, the employer, match, maybe max out the Roth, and then come back for the excess underneath the 401k plan. And I find it interesting, too, that one of the biggest selling points of the 401k, the, facts that, the fact that you can deduct the contributions, kind of is one of the worst parts about the 401k when you get into retirement and you go to spend the money. Yeah, it certainly can be. And that's why we have to look at uh, at your situation on an individual basis, because your best way to contribute to your 401k plan might be the pre-tax side of it. But your neighbor's best way to contribute to their 401k plan might be the Roth uh, 401k side of it. So you really have to look at what your total picture is uh, and look at the options available to you. You may not even have the ability to contribute to the Roth 401k because your employer doesn't offer that. A lot more do now, but some still don't. So you have to look at it on an individual basis. Uh, create your retirement plan. Your retirement plan will tell you which, which one is best for you. Uh, but there is, there has been this fairy tale out there that for all of these years, it's best for everybody to contribute to the pre-tax side. But there's a lot of retirees now who have all or most of their retirement savings underneath the 401k plan, and they're taking it out and they have to pay taxes on this income, and they don't have nearly as much saved as what they thought they did. If if that's you, 
and you have a million dollars in your 401k plan, you've never paid taxes on it before, you might only be able to get to spend about 700000 of that as opposed to the full million. So there's a, there's a big retirement tax surprise that is taking place right now for those who only have retirement savings in monies that's never been taxed before. I think you also make the case, too, for the way that you maybe originally set up your 401k or the way you saved inside your 401k in your 20s, 30s, and 40s needs to evolve as you're getting closer to retirement. It does. And, and due to legislation, your ability to contribute to the 401k plans has evolved as well. Because when 401k plans started back in the, the mid-70s, it was only the one option. You could contribute to the pre-tax side. And it wasn't until much later, really in the, the new century, that people were able to contribute to the Roth side. And again, not everybody still can because employers haven't all adopted that Roth option. So it's, it is really case by case. If you have both options, lucky you, evaluate the options, evaluate your total tax situation and figure out which strategy makes the most sense for you. So Lauren, I have to think somebody listening has got a 401k and they might be wondering, should I be... Uh, utilizing the Roth inside my 401k. Should I take advantage of the 59 and a half in-service withdrawal if my company allows for something like that? A good place to to start a conversation would be a 15-minute retirement checkup call. We have a great time on these 15-minute calls. We can accomplish a whole lot within a short period of time. And we talk about those specifics. And it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for people to have the questions that you've been thinking about answered or at least get information about those questions to help you answer those questions on the phone call. Yeah, because a lot of stuff we talk about here may not directly apply to you. You're thinking about it, but we're talking about just one tax bracket. Of course, we know there's more. There's several tax brackets. We know that maybe you don't have a 401k. Maybe you have a what 403b or, or some kind of a federal savings account. So there's a lot of questions that you have that are specific to your situation. Schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, retire.com, and schedule your 15-minute retirement checkup call today. Let's go back to that conversation about maxing out your 401k. I followed you, but you started talking about a lot of different accounts and a lot of different numbers, and all of a sudden, I feel like I'm managing a lot of things that feels really complicated. Why is that? Which part of that were you talking about? Uh, limits. I was trying to think, like, you have to keep track of as you're, re- as you're contributing matches. I mean, there's just a, oh, th- the a lot to think contributing about. Contributing to the 401k, then the Roth, and then back to the 401k? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah. Rochelle pipes in. Yes, let's revisit that. Uh, Yeah, so there is a little bit of complexity to that strategy. And and really, the the benefit of using that type of strategy is it's all designed around, let's use these investment vehicles for what they are designed for. So let's take the 401k plan as an example. The benefits of the 401k plan is it's easy. It is easy to contribute. It comes right out of your your pay period. You don't have to think about it. You go online. You you say instead of contributing 5%, you want to contribute 6%. You can forget about it, and it just happens. That is brilliant, a brilliant way to save. The other benefit is you can contribute way more to a 401k plan than you can an IRA. We just talked about the limits. You can contribute, if you're 50 and older, you can contribute 30,000 to the 401, only 7,500 to the IRAs. So that is a real powerful benefit to you as you're trying to accumulate money for retirement. The disadvantages are is underneath the 401k plan, you don't have control 
over those investment options. And most employers only offer mutual funds to invest in underneath your 401k plan. So you're really limited as far as the investment options you have available to you. And especially in an economic condition like we're in now, where bond funds are losing money handedly, if you're a conservative investor, there's really nowhere to run with the 401k plan investment options. You might have a stable value account, but that's only going to earn you one, maybe 2%. So you're really limited with the investment options underneath the 401k plan. That, that comes, or there comes in the IRA. Because with the IRA, you can literally invest in just about anything you want to. So you, can, you have a lot more conservative investment options. You have a lot more aggressive. You just have a lot more investment options underneath the IRA. So if you're really looking to maximize the advantages of the 401k and the advantages of the IRA, you would want to use both in that scenario. Take advantage of the free money with the 401k and then go back and make sure that you max out your Roth or your other IRA, your traditional IRA, if you want to contribute that much. And then if you can contribute more, then go back to the 401k plan to take advantage of the increased contribution limits of the 401k. So as you're getting closer to retirement, you've got all this money in the 401k. You want to do something different. You've got more, you want more options. That's where that in-service withdrawal comes into play. Yes. So this is for those of you who are 59 and a half years old or older, there is a provision on most 401k plans. Now, not, not all 401k plans have it. So this is something you would want to check with your HR or your advisor uh, or your plan document to see, does your 401k plan offer 59 and a half in-service withdrawal? What that means is you can take the money that's underneath your 401k plan and you can sweep it to your IRA for those reasons that I just talked about, right? The, the increased control, the increased investment options. You don't pay taxes on that on that sweep when you do that, if you do it the right way. Um, and it just, you basically uplift the money from your 401, put it in your IRA. That does not change, change your contributions. So you're still contributing to the 401k plan to take advantage of the higher contribution limits, take advantage of the free money from the employer. But basically, you're taking the money that you have been working hard for and saved, which is probably the biggest part of your retirement savings, the money in your 401k, and you're increasing the level of control and investment options you have on that. And then typically what you'll do is once a year or every 18 months, once you're, the balance in your 401k plan builds back up, you'll do another sweep. So you just keep sweeping the money from your 401k to your IRA. And then once you do retire, you just have to do one final sweep and then your 401k plan is eliminated and you have all of your retirement savings in your name, your control in your IRA. The year you make a sweep into your IRA, can you also contribute $7,500 that year? Yes, because that sweep is a rollover. It's not a contribution. So as long as you qualify for the contribution, that doesn't change it at all. Okay, a couple more things we can, I suppose, kind of sarcastically thank inflation for. Social security payments are going up. It is a historic uh, COLA increase of 8.7%. The average monthly benefit will go up about $146. Medicare premiums are going down in 2023. Medicare Part B drops 3%. The standard premium cost will be $164.90. Lauren, of course, the families that we work with, uh, they've gotten information from us on this. We have conversations with them on this. And of course, what, what grateful, excited, <laughs> rolling their eyes. What, what are they saying it's, to you? It's really a mixed bag. I mean, on the surface, you would say that people should be really excited because for the first time that I can remember, they're not increasing Medicare Part B premiums and they're increasing the Social Security 
uh, cost of living adjustment, which is a really nice thing. But a lot of the families we're working with are saying, yeah, but do you remember the Medicare increases last year, uh, record increases? And so it's not necessarily as attractive as what it might look on paper. It doesn't necessarily have the biggest impact in the homes of, of, the, of, of our families and probably you listening. But it is nice. Medicare Part B premiums went down 3%. They're not going up. And we got an 8.7% increase in your Social Security income. So we will take it. Okay, so maybe no thank you notes to the IRS or Medicare. But it is good to know what's coming to in 2023. So you can start thinking about how it impacts your retirement. Or you can have a conversation with a retirement planner about these changes. Maybe there's some strategies that you haven't thought about before that may make sense for you in 2023. Schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call today by going to MerkleRetire.com, that's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com, and scheduling your 15-minute retirement checkup call today. This has been Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Musical chairs. <laughs> Start the music. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. Insurance, LLC.